You are listening to Committed, an ongoing conversation about marriage, intimacy, relationships, and sex. No, I'm excited to talk about this. I actually deleted all of my dating apps like a week ago. You did? I did. I got so frustrated at the process, the exhaustion of swiping left, swiping right, starting small talk conversations with so many women, being ghosted, ghosting myself, um, and it just led to so much dating exhaustion. And I, I started to understand why so many people, so many of my unmarried friends talk about this. They're like, oh my God, dating apps, they suck. They suck. They suck both for men and they suck for women. So honestly, I'm just going to rely on meeting women out in on the street and coffee shops and beach tennis or, you know, wherever, like Whole Foods, wherever I end up going. Cause like, I can't, I can't tolerate this anymore. It's just absolutely exhausting. Every single one of my unmarried friends talks about how exhausting using dating apps is. It's terrible for men because it's like 80% men maybe on most of the apps. Um, it's terrible for women because they just get flooded with penises like all day, all night. To a certain point. I mean, there's. I, I think that this is out there a lot. Like, yeah, that women are always getting flooded, but I don't. I don't think that that's the case forever. So, my experience on a dating app was that at first, when I came into the dating pool, yeah, I might get a lot of messages or responses back or potential matches or whatever you want to call it based on the dating app, however the dating app worked in that particular instance. But after a while, you fall into like the regular pool of like, yep, you swiped everybody that was out there and it's just normal after that. And and so I only think that that's the case. I think also, so, like I think Bumble you, the woman has to initiate the conversation. Isn't that what it is? Correct. So I think that also puts the control over on that end. And so maybe there's a disproportionate issue around that because it looks like the woman has so many choices. But in reality, the people that keep popping up on the dating app, like lots of them have commitment issues, you know, because it's like, I don't know if I've said this on on here, but I do have this philosophy of pick a person. I know you know it, but I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. Like, you're going to have issues with every single person. Yeah, you should try to thoughtfully choose a partner, but you get into a long term relationship with that person. And they're like a lot of times the exact opposite of what you thought that they were in the beginning. I mean, everyone's putting on their fancy pants for the dating process because it's easier when you're not committed to someone and you're not obligated, like, you're not connected to them and attached to them it's easier to be more free-flowing and playful in yourself. But when you get farther down in the line, you have so much more to lose. Like if I were to lose my husband at this very moment versus in the first month of dating him, this would be horrible for me at this point. And so the way that I do my life is constructed around making sure that, you know, I mean, my authenticity is extremely important to me and his is extremely important to him. But we start to protect ourselves in certain ways in relationships so that we don't lose that relationship because it would be way more impactful now than it would be at two weeks, a month, two months of dating. My life is constructed around my family and him versus my life was previously just constructed around my kids and my work and that was it. So, you know, it's normal for people to be different when you first meet them. 
of course, you don't want to be wildly different. You want to act like yourself and not try to put on some kind of huge facade because that's ultimately going to not be helpful at all for you. But so let's talk about dating. What are your, do you have clients who are still dating or most of your clients actually already in relationships? Yeah, that's a good question. No, my clients are in relationships. Most of my clients are married couples and I have some individuals who were divorced. I have some individuals who were in relationships who are now not, but the majority of my clients are already in committed relationships. And nowadays I'm doing things a little bit differently because I do, and I do tell couples when when they come to me, I, I want to work with you together and separately so I can get to know you individually. But there are times when that does get hairy. And so I'm starting to shift things a little bit um, in order to make sure that my practice is lining up with my vision for the way that I want to help people. But could always talk more about that at another time. But I think what was coming up for me today was what do you do when you're dating and you're looking to get into a long-term relationship and you're meeting people and you're trying to understand, is this a good person for me to be in relationship with, for me to try this relationship out? Because essentially, of course, that's what you're doing in the beginning. You're trying it out before you make that ultimate commitment. And, And so I think that the the norm based on movies and society in some ways is, am I attracted? Am I physically attracted to this person? Am I emotionally attracted to them in this moment? Am I getting those butterflies in my tummy type of feeling about this person? That means that we could be a good match. And I always highly advise against this. I'm like, forget the butterflies, forget they're even there. Take some Pepto-Bismol before you go to dinner so that you can calm yourself down a little bit or take a CBD. So that you can chill and actually look at this person and see them for who they are to reasonably decide if you should even date them. Because when you get into the process of dating someone, you get attached to them whether you like them or not. And like I've had personal experience with that. I dated someone who was like, I don't really, I don't think I like who this person is. But then that person was giving me attention. I was particularly vulnerable And so then I got attached to them. It's very hard to separate from people. And I think that happens so often because, okay, this even for people, think about you're in your mid-20s and you're a woman and you are like, oh, clock's ticking. I need to have babies. So if I'm reasonably attracted to this person and they have a good job, let's say, and they can buy me an engagement ring and we can have a life together well, this makes sense to me, right? But we don't actually look at what for me is really important out of this relationship before we choose a person. I like to think of dating as at like, just like you said, as, as, as logical. Like, um, you know, obviously you want to have that physical and emotional attraction. But beyond that, I mean, you can get physical and emotional attraction with someone you met five minutes ago at a grocery store. So, uh, when it comes to dating, I always think about the logical component of it. Like, does this person sort of match my values? Does she does she want to have kids? Would she be a good mother in that case? So as a male, I look for, I mean, her fertility, basically. I'm subconsciously uh, judging her as, as I look at her. But I'm also looking for characteristics of um, nurturing and maternal characteristics that I personally can can resonate with. 
But also, you know, you've got to factor in their finances. Does she have a college degree? Did she do well in school? Or is she, you know, not, is she working at a Starbucks? I mean, it depends on your own personal preference for what you want. Some guys might just want a, a rock star groupie type girl that just parties her whole life. You know, it's up to every individual to, to figure out what's best for you. But I don't know. I guess my question there would be like, what are your, what kind of criteria do you recommend people come up with when they are considering dating after you've passed the physical and emotional attraction, of course? Yeah. And that, sense that you were describing before is this biological sense of, can I reproduce with this person, right? Is this going to be a healthy person to reproduce with? And I have a very biological sense, I think, around that. But the first thing that I think about is really having whoever's going out to date or starting the process of dating, or if you're in the middle of it, this is fine too. Actually, to be honest, even if you're in a committed partnership, I would want you to do this. So people who are married, if you're listening to this and you're struggling or you're mostly happy and there's just something that feels off, whatever it is for you, I would highly suggest to sit down and write down a list of your values. And you could actually even go on Google and look up a list of values so that you have an idea because sometimes it's really hard to come up with like what, you know, what it, how would I describe my values? Like what's important to me? You can make a very like simple list of things and then you could go and look online at a list of values. Um, but really writing down what's important to you. And again, I, I would be extremely curious to hear from people who are already married and already in relationships to understand if you sit down and write down a list of your values and your partner does that as well and you kind of evaluate those together, that would be a really good exercise to do as a couple. So this is not secluded to people who are dating. This is for people who are also in relationships. But essentially have that list of values and review that before you go on a date with someone, certainly a first date. But then continue to review that the first week, the second week, the third week that you are dating this person and what you're seeing about them. And then ultimately, what I really want you to do is between the six and eight month mark of dating this person, I want you to review those values again. And I want you to see if they still align because you're going to move past that honeymoon phase of your relationship where everything's perfect and you're going to start seeing this person for who they really are. And you want to make sure that those things really do align with each other. And I'll share something that, you know, I think that I don't think my husband would care if I talked about, but like we have completely opposite views on holidays. And one of the reasons is because holidays were not a super happy time for me as a kid. And they were a super happy time for him as a kid because he had great experiences. Um, and so you know, my personal preference when I'm kind of looking at Christmas gifts, for example, for my children, I don't, I like, I want to give them a few thoughtful things. That's kind of my preference. Like I don't want them to be spoiled and, and my husband doesn't want them to be spoiled either. But because of his connection to the holidays, he has a completely different perspective on what it looks like to give children Christmas gifts, right? Overflowing stockings of little things, even bars of soap, shampoo, stuff that my mom certainly used to do, right? But for me, I'm like, let's really be grateful for what we have because there are people out there that don't have food, don't have shelter. And so we come from completely opposite sides of the spectrum. However, a first holiday that you may celebrate with someone who you've just started dating in the first three months, that's going to look a little different because you're, you know, my side of the tracks where I'm like, 
uh, I hate the holidays and I don't want to get my kids a ton of Christmas gifts, I'm not going to do that at three months, right? I'm going to be different. I'm going to tone it down a little bit. I might share my emotions around it. I might kind of share what my experience is, but you want to see who this person truly is and understand whether that aligns with who you are or not for your big values. You're going to see that opposites do attract. This is a thing. We see in other people what we would like more of in ourselves. You know, we we see the differences in our partner and those are attractive to us because they're aspects of our personality that we may not have honed that we want to learn more about, that we want to experience more. And so it's a wonderful thing, but it really is a double-edged sword because then you have to learn how to deal with it when your partner comes up as completely opposite from you. So go back to your values list and say, are these things currently that are really important to me? You know, and your values shouldn't be 20 things, right? You should pick like your top five because if you're trying to align 20 things, you're not going to win. Like there's going to be like 15 of those things that really are not going to align with your partner, probably more like 18 and then you might have like two. In general, you might both really want kids, right? But you're your thoughts on raising those kids are going to be completely different. So it's just my suggestion to understand what's really important to you and to really like flesh out over time with this person, do these things align for us or are there going to be big conflicts? Because these will show up in your relationship and they will cause big conflicts potentially for you. Um, and so the best possible outcome that you can have is to make sure that you prioritize those as you're dating so that you, you know, have the best chance of finding someone that aligns with you and is, is a healthy partner for you. I did want to ask you about deal breakers. One of my friends, he told me one thing a couple of years ago, he said, filter fast when dating, he was referring to. And specifically, he was talking about deal breakers. And so I'm curious of common deal breakers that people can have. And I think people should be thinking of their deal breakers, especially if they're younger. If you're in your mid-20s and you're thinking of getting like more serious, what are your deal breakers in a relationship? What are things that you are absolutely not willing to compromise on? And for some people, that might be having kids. If one person is yes to having kids and the other person is a no, you know that might mean Nice seeing you, nice dating you, but I'm not going to waste any more time, any more of both of our time. But I'm curious of any other deal breakers that might come to mind. Um, for me personally, I think a, a high, healthy sex drive is very important to me. And that's something that I just filter for as well. Um, a kind person, it's kind of like, that's a deal breaker. If she's mean, I'm out. I don't care how smart she is or hot she is. It's not going to make a difference to me. What other have you ever thought about deal breakers? And and if so, what are your deal breakers? What were your deal breakers? Yeah. And I'm glad you phrase it that way because it's going to be different for everyone, obviously. People have different deal breakers. And I think some of the most common ones, like, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? But really, you should think about too. Here's here's some other ones that I'm going to throw out there. What is your partner's emotional availability? What is their ability to deal with conflict? Like, how do they prefer to deal with conflict? What comes natural to them? What is their attachment style? 
you're, you can talk about your attachment styles at the beginning of your relationship. You need to see that six months down the line. You need to see what happens when you get into conflict and when you're at odds. What does your partner do when something hard comes up? Um, finances, like where you stand, this is one thing that a lot of people don't talk about. Sometimes people go into relationships not really understanding the debt of the other person. Like I'm pretty sure my husband didn't know that I had school loans before we really got serious in our relationship. It wasn't something that we talked about. And it's fine because, you know, lucky for him, I'm super at managing finances with also the help of you, Michael. So thank you. But it's something that sometimes people don't know. Like you could have a partner that's in a lot of debt and they never told you, right? And they could manage their finances in a very poor way and you may never know that. So that could definitely be a deal breaker. You mentioned sex. That's a really big one to talk about. I think, you know, whether you have any sort of desire to open your relationship or not, you should talk with the person beforehand because if they're an absolute no to that, you should get out. I definitely agree with filter fast. And I remember for myself doing that at the end of my dating experience, I would go on one date with someone in person after we FaceTimed multiple times, because I don't want to actually go on an in-person date if I don't even understand their personality at all. So I did that first. But then if I wasn't driving with them for any reason, I wouldn't question my intuition. I would just say, yeah, this isn't right for me. And, you know, for some people, I gave it a few tries because they were really kind, kind-hearted people. But I could, I could start to understand, you know, what they're all about. And, then, and I think a lot of people do that. But I think what happens is when we really don't understand what our values are, we really don't sit down and kind of write them down pen to paper we will allow certain things to slide and we will move forward and we'll say, oh, well, you know, maybe that, maybe this will just resolve itself. How about, let's talk about first date ideas. I have a question for you. Mm. Um, I am of the philosophy of a first date being something simple and short, something you can get out of more easily, like a hike or a beach walk, or meeting in a coffee shop, someplace where you can just kind of hang out, get to know the other person. And then if you're not feeling the energy, you can just walk away and say, hey, nice to meet you. If you are feeling the vibe and you're both feeling in the place, then it's easy enough to say, hey, let's go for a walk. Um, I know some girls nowadays have the mentality of, hey, he better take me out to like a $300 dinner. Otherwise, you know, he doesn't value me enough. I think that's putting a lot on the first date, like a massive amount of pressure on a first date, especially, and I know I've been there numerous times, if you're in a dinner date and it's not going well, the only thing I can think of and what she's probably thinking of is how do I get out of this as soon as possible? So anyway, what are your thoughts on first dates? What did you do when you were single? I had various first and second dates. Yeah, I don't know. So I've gone on a hike which I thought was actually great because I love getting exercise. So that was like, I was like double dipping. I was getting a date in and I was also getting my exercise for the day, which loved that. It's also free. I, 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 I love a free first date where there's no obligation for anyone to buy anything for the other person. You're really, if you're meeting someone for the first time, you really absolutely have no idea what they're going to be like. And then you're not like stuck, like you were saying at a restaurant or something like that. I do think that for some people, who have the money to take someone out on a date and they have a really good feeling about it and they've connected in some way, go for it. Have a great meal and have a great time together, even if it's not going to work out. But if you're worried about money, just go for a drink. Just go for a coffee. I've done that. Um, I said hike. 
I've had someone over if I felt like it was a good idea. I've had someone over and then we've had like a glass of wine or just sat on the couch and chatted, played a card game, something like that. So I think it really depends what you want. Anyone that's going on a date just so that someone can buy them something, I mean, it's just not a good match. That person is not a really a good match for anybody and they need to do some work on themselves because that's just rude, you know, that's just unkind. But a huge fan of having a variation of dates because it can also get very, very boring to every single weekend or multiple times a week go out to dinner or go out for a drink. Like I personally don't drink during the week. So if I was ever going out on a date with someone during the week, I don't want to drink alcohol because that's just a limit and boundary I have. But I think it's just very common for people to get a drink and it's common for younger people to um, drink alcohol, to loosen up to be able to talk, right? And I think that just varies person to person. We've all been there. 